0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Let's get her started. Topics worthy of discussion. The panel has arrived in studio for Pizzaville, dial pound 3636. And joining us this wonderful Wednesday afternoon, John Turley Ewart, risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall
1: Streets. John, a pleasure? Uh, Yes, it is a pleasure to be here and to get here on time.
0: Yeah, it is. (laughs) You fought traffic the last couple of occasions, and it wasn't pretty. Peter Tabbins is the NDP MPP for Toronto Danforth and their energy and climate change critic. How's Peter? I'm doing well, John. Good to see you. Likewise. And uh, David Sparrow, president of Actra National, that's the union representing performers across Canada. And uh, by the way, he did run in the municipal election back in 2014. Remember?
2: A long, long time ago. I do remember, though, John, and I'll tell you that it's such a hot day outside. But uh, with John and Peter here, things are going to heat up during this topic of worthy of discussion to the point where people will feel cool by comparison.
0: Okay. I was going to ask you, how hot is it? and uh, But it's a good thing I didn't. <laughs> now you know. There wasn't really a punchline to that little uh, screed, was there? Okay. Uh, let's get it. A- hey, by the way, i got to ask because uh, I know... I discussed this briefly in the last hour. Uh This guy, Michael Chan, uh, Liberal MPP, uh, seen on Saturday, I guess it was, around the weekend past, up there in Markham, uh, or maybe two weeks ago now, but uh, nonetheless, he was casting his lot with the pro-Beijing forces against the folks who are protesting or showing solidarity with the Hong Kong protesters, who it seems to me uh, are the side of righteousness, and uh, we ought to be emphatic about uh, who our friends are and who we need to support and be sympathetic f- towards. Am I wrong, John?
1: You're not wrong at all. I I was shocked to see that a former, uh, you know, liberal cabinet minister in this province uh, was standing up in defense of Beijing uh, and was uh, calling for, uh, you know, basically being firm with the protesters in Hong Kong. This at the same time, remember that two Canadians are being held. And I would say unjustly in China In conditions that, frankly, uh, are appalling, at the same time that Christian Freeland is being attacked by the Chinese media for calling out the people in Hong Kong. And I have to ask, what does this say about the Liberal Party of Ontario? Is he still a member of the Ontario Liberal Party? Is this something that they tolerate? Because it's quite frankly shocking.
0: All right, I don't know. Is he uh, still a member of the uh, Ontario Liberal Party? I have no idea.
1: They won't let me get near their membership list.
3: (laughs) Because you're trying to recruit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, John, I go in deep. I try and phone through and find people who are discontent and could be swayed to another party. No, they won't let me. I'm assuming he is. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, but do you find something inherently
3: wrong with his positioning? Well, I think people in this society have a right to protest, which is what the people in Hong Kong are fighting for. And I think... Uh, even if well, that's i disagree not what they're with someone. fighting for
0: specifically that's not pardon well, well they're not fighting for the right to protest they're protesting well, because they've got other issues that including being extradited to mainland china and having certain
3: rights taken away and, and frankly i think they have the right to protest and that's something that's important and i think it's important here in ontario as well even when i disagree with them all right
0: well did you want to round things out here i mean sparrow sometimes you know uh you got to plant the flag and know which side you're on don't you
2: you know i i think we do we have a country that embraces inclusion and diversity uh and has a strong history of that and i think that uh the democracy that's been demonstrated in hong kong over over the years uh is something that's uh, worth fighting for and isn't necessarily uh something that should be given given up uh to uh the chinese government just so he's bolus. working to
0: undermine all that
2: it, it it appears that uh, he's perhaps not not speaking on that that same page. I, I will will say that uh, I assume he knows his constituents, and perhaps uh, this will uh, curry favor in terms of uh, of what he uh, but, but, hopes but, will. But, but be I would the argue he's profoundly
1: ignorant of 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 Hong Kong history. Canadians have spilled blood and treasure defending Hong Kong in the Second World War, and here you have someone who was a privy councillor in Canada standing up. And defending Beijing. That's outrageous.
0: I believe that. I mean, I don't equivocate on this one. I think it uh, is. So so
1: the natural question it makes you ask is, where's Michael Chan's loyalties?
0: Well, that's a fair question for sure. That's what I'm saying. You know, he's cast his lot with people who are inimical to our values. And, you know, because by extension, you've got this democracy, I guess, uh, quasi-democracy in China, there in Hong Kong, rather, Yeah, I mean, we've got to know who our friends are. That's the point I was making, know
3: who we support. I mean, it's a matter of being a conscientious person, isn't it, Peter? Yeah, well, I I never supported Michael Chan, who as a minister, and I don't support him now. Well, okay, but that was for different reasons. I'm sure it was because <laughs> of that different. In, oh, oh, okay, all right.
0: Well, in the legislature, I mean, uh, and you don't support Doug Ford either in the Conservatives
3: in the legislature. That's true. I've opposed both the Liberals and the Conservatives for well, decades right. now, and I think with a good track record. Yeah,
0: on a different matter. I mean, uh, this has uh, profound implications for Canada. Let's talk about the province, though, because I mean. The government came out with their new sex-ed curriculum earlier today, and uh, Stephen Lecce, the minister, was on with us. He said, look, uh, this was done with in a comprehensive way. Uh, we interviewed or took submissions from 70,000 stakeholders or individuals who wanted to weigh in on this. And uh, after this thorough review, they've tweaked what was the 2015 curriculum. Some social conservatives, including Tanya Granick allen who was with us last hour, feel it was a betrayal by the Ford government. Uh, he says in total because it involved some other elements, uh, I guess, you know, it cost about a million dollars to do. John Turley, I'll throw it around to you at first. I mean, is there anything of consequence to what they're going to roll out now? Because here, let me give you some highlights. Gender identity, uh, that is something that will be uh, mandatory in grade eight, whereas the Liberals had it mandatory in grade six. Sexual orientation will be a mandatory topic in grade five. Uh that's earlier than the liberals who had it at grade six, interestingly enough. They're going to add some things like vaping, use of cannabis, you know, and he says it's basically about protecting kids. That's the whole that use of
1: cannabis during sex or just <laughs> uh, that's something separate. separate no, just in class. Could, <laughs> only in class.
0: If the kids bring it up, I guess the teacher is compelled to uh, go there and teach it. But uh, these are the kinds of things that they've tweaked. For better, for worse, or is it anything to get fussed
1: yeah, about? I actually think it's uh, a brilliant move on their part. What, what they've essentially done is locked in the ability of, of parents who object to uh, the curriculum to withdraw their children from those classes, but they have by and large stuck with, if you want to, you know, the type of term Peter would use, progressive, uh, curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> your lips really education. curl when you say that, John. <laughs> well, uh, the I reason can tell is it's tough on your mouth. <laughs> the reason, well, it c- certainly is because here we have a, a conservative government uh, talking uh, sensibly about sex education, uh, and certainly running with a program that I think the most Ontarians would support. But most importantly, giving an opportunity to those parents who feel for whatever reason, be it religious reasons or perhaps they feel their children uh, need to be a little bit older before they get into some of the details that are discussed in this curriculum, the opportunity to pull out. And importantly, uh, uh, the schools have to give a heads up, uh, you know, three weeks notice uh, before they start teaching some of this stuff. So really what it is is more transparency and giving parents more control over what their kids learn uh, about sex education in the classroom.
0: All right. And so what you're saying is it's an upgrade or an improvement over what the liberals had on offer in 2015.
1: I I think what it does is uh, certainly give parents a better sense of control over what their kids are learning. And that I would say is an upgrade. All right.
3: And Peter, what do you say? Uh, Ford played politics for a year with kids education, Uh, a year lost when they could have been getting an education about things they needed to protect themselves. Uh, In the end, Parents, educators put enough pressure on him that he realized he couldn't throw that uh, whole curriculum out. And it is pretty much what was in place before he was elected. Our researchers are still looking at it uh, at Queen's Park. But it's pretty much what was there before. And in fact, even the opt-out is pretty much what was there under the Liberals. I don't think he's changed much, but he's wasted a million dollars and he's wasted a year of education for young people. And that, I think, is indefensible. Uh, My congratulations, though, to parents and others who stuck in there to protect that curriculum and protect their kids. Well, why don't you congratulate him at the same time for acceding to their wishes? Because he wasted a year and he wasted a million dollars. There was a consultation before that curriculum came in. It was extensive across the province. He didn't need to waste a million dollars. What happened was he spent a million bucks that he didn't need to and figured out politically, you know what? This doesn't work for me. I'm not going to give him any congratulations for stalling for a year on educating young people.
0: Not at all. Well, didn't it need to have a rethink? A no. reboot? Uh You're saying no. Okay. Well, no. Uh, there were some and he things knew
3: that before the election.
0: Well, I mean, uh, they were talking, Minister Lecce was anyway, that uh, they've included some things in here like cannabis is one and vaping and, uh, you know, the consent element is still in there. They just upgraded some of the things that the win government had overlooked in their proposal in 2015. We're talking
3: very minor things. All
1: right. And so but, but these are important well, things. Though. There was a well, social discussion going on in this province about how to deal with this. Sorry, David. And go there go no. was a
3: social discussion before the election
1: no, as, as well. I was wow.
2: just going to say that in 2015, cannabis and vaping were only pipe dreams of what might come uh, four years Ooh. later. So they weren't—you re- picked up <laughs> on that, I see. Uh, but uh, uh, so I've said this before— It it irks me that when a new government comes into power, they say all of those studies, all of those public consultations, all of that work that was done by the prior government, we're going to ignore it, and we're going to do our own work, and we're going to spend more taxpayer money on, on doing more studies and more public consultations, and so... While I am surprised and pleased that they have landed where they landed, I must say that I agree with Peter that the million dollars or more that was spent on uh, researching this in order to come up with the same plan, we already spent that money. And and they, and they it kind of happens again and again with subways and LRTs and all the other bits and pieces that uh, we keep spending money doing more and more studies on instead of making it. But it would happen. continue
0: to fester as this uh, divisive, Issue, contentious issue. It was
2: made. Divi- I'm sorry. It was made divisive by the government when they got in power. Well, no, they they were, said no, it was made divisive by parents who were pulling
1: their kids out. Yeah, of school. Yes, a very
2: small percentage of yeah. parents who actually but, needed to recognize that they were in a more inclusive and varied society where people do need to have this kind of education. Now they're being told that that's still there, and they still had the opt out. Yeah, but clause. the thing
1: is, is no. The thing is, is you, you were uh, the liberals were stuffing it down the throat. Whereas now, this is you know, Peter, you should be happy about this. You know what this means? This. T- takes out the, the, the whole sex education equation when it comes to voting in this province for for different parties. People, I am very happy are, about people it. People are going to say now, maybe I can vote for Peter Tabbins because I know when my kid goes to sex education, I can pull them out. I don't need to worry about that. But you that. could before. The liberals had it in, no, the, in well, place the, before. No the, no, the challenge was is that some boards were not agreeing to that. And it wasn't written in a way that boards actually understood that parents could withdraw their children. And you didn't get the three weeks heads up. So I would say, you know, I I love seeing, you know, socialists concerned about a million dollars spent. Fantastic. But I would say you should be happy. We've also uh, uh, we're we're also solved a, a social problem here that I think was bubbling up. I don't think anyone's going to be able to come back now and talk about this. It's well, done. Tanya Granik-Allen
3: will
0: try. Well, she did last hour, and uh, I'm going to say uh, it probably uh, is a minority opinion, and uh, unfortunately for her anyway, uh, I'm sure she's screaming into the wind. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, there are other social concerns that are on the docket. No, <laughs> Nobody uh, less than Doug Ford is uh, central to these stories, so we'll come back with those topics worthy of discussion. For Pizzaville, dial pound 3636 in a moment on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.